Hey there, I'm James McKinban. And I'm Dagobert Renouf. And you're listening to This Indie Life. This Indie Life follows the journey of two former indie hackers as we navigate the good, the bad and the ugly, attempting to turn our indie hacker dreams into reality. Dago used to run Logology, a logo design product, but now has a job. I run a podcast editing service and I have a handmade leather wallet side project. In this episode, Dago talks about a huge life event, which is going to kind of change the trajectory of his indie life. Meanwhile, I reflect on one of the best weeks I've had in a while after spending some time away relaxing. Let's get into it. So, mate, I've I've had probably one of the best weeks I've had in terms of getting work done in years. It is the first time I've like, no, I don't know if it's the first time. I've probably felt like this a little bit. But like coming off the back of last week, I feel pretty incredible. And there's like a few things that have happened before. But I've like, I've set out what I wanted to do. And I've just fucking done it. And it feels incredible. Like, and that's like a very simple thing set out work to do and then just do it but i've not yeah. been able to make myself do that properly for the last couple of years is it because you're wearing a jacket you know i specifically put this on for the recording i've just this morning i went oh. to the gym and i like so have my gym clothes on okay cool just for you just for the podcast but when i was in new york i just had t-shirts for the recordings we were doing and i thought well what if i got some nicer clothes for my recording and yeah i bought a bunch of just shirts like this is just an over shirt that i'm wearing almost yeah, as a jacket nice. for various things and if you're listening on audio you must go to youtube and see this lovely corduroy over shirt that i got from uniqlo and it was only 30 pound which i thought Fucking was a uniqlo. very good deal yeah uniqlo is so good and every time i've been going into the office for work i've been wearing nicer clothes and you know what i feel better it's really weird they always say like no yeah on nicer clothes makes you feel better yeah it does you know I think we didn't talk on the podcast, but I told you I hired a stylist, you know, mm. so it definitely makes you feel better. Oh, yeah, yeah. How did that go? Oh, well, as you can see, the work hasn't been completed yet. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but yeah, it went awesome. This guy is like a genius of like fashion and like styling and design. So, you know, it's not just like a guy who tells you, oh, you need to wear orange because your skin is like that. He's like, what's your vision? Yeah. Like who inspires you? You know, this kind of shit. And like, what kind of aesthetic do you like? Like, he asked me to send him like pictures of like kitchen I liked. So he came to my house, you know, he gave me like a nice PDF of like everything he thought, you know, the direction I should go. We kind of like went back and forth on it a bit. And now we set out the direction of my style. And so I will go to get, you know, to do some shopping with him, but without buying anything, just like trying stuff. And so, yes, that's the next step. Probably happen like next couple of weeks. And then... And then over time, I will like, you know, buy clothes, yeah. you know, over time based on his recommendations. Well, that sounds like a fun process. And one thing that's actually changed a little bit for me over the past couple of weeks, I've unintentionally started losing weight. So I took up cycling a little while ago mm. and I went with everything I take up, I go zero to a hundred. So I was like really intensely cycling. Yeah. And I was eating better because I wanted to be better at cycling. And I was also still playing tennis three or four times a week. And then I just nice. started eating less and better and doing more sport. And I thought I'll jump on the scales. And yeah, I'd lost five kilos. And that was about four weeks ago. And like people have started mentioning it to me. So I just want to keep going. But I am scared of getting on the weights again, getting on the scale again to see where I am. But like right now, I feel motivated to do it. So I'm not going to check the weight because I don't want to be demotivated by the results. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I just want to keep going. And it means I'm like buying slightly 
smaller clothes and i haven't been able to fit into a medium shirt for a while and okay. this is a medium the other shirt i got was a medium and that just feels good i don't know if they're sizing up or whatever or accounting for shrinkage but wearing smaller clothes is better and losing weight feels better i need to come and see you while you're still fat you know because like, you know, <laughs> i'm kidding but you know what i mean like it's like i need to come see you while you're like your version of yourself so then one day i can compare because like i haven't seen you in person so like i don't know what you look like so yeah i'm i'm generally feeling good since the last recording i've also been on two trips one trip was to the us which i was dreading and yeah. that was five days where i was doing new york and san francisco five podcast mm. recordings for my client oh wow okay and that, that i just wasn't looking forward to it yeah but I found a way to travel quite light for it. So where I had like a really big suitcase of all my gear, like when I say suitcase, it's like a gear case. I managed to bring it down to like a carry-on case, like oh. a small carry-on case. And I kind of changed my positioning or like my framing of this trip that I was just going to try and enjoy it. I was going to relax and not stress because I got yeah. really stressed the last couple of times and I just hated being there. Mm. And it was five days. I really enjoyed it. My family were looking after my cats. That's always a worry because I don't like leaving them. Um, and does your so, cat look after your mom? Oh, no. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's a mutual, yeah. mutually beneficial. Mutual thing. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, um, cool. well, I, I've got a cat right here um, that I can <laughs> stroke for to make me feel better when I talk to you. Um, <laughs> when they call you fat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <you>. Kitty, kitty. <laughs> so like the trip to the states was surprisingly good san francisco was interesting we recorded with the cmo of salesforce and we got oh, to go wow. into the salesforce tower which is the big building in san francisco and we got to go to the how, top of how, it how we got a lovely like, I, mean, I, I bet you can't really say what you're saying but like how is the cmo of salesforce like how, how what's his vibe you know, I, I can say what I think and I do, no matter how it impacts me. Okay. He was one of the nicest guys I've come across. Now, there are CMOs that I've come across while recording this podcast who are dry as fuck. They're just, they're so far away from the work that they've got nothing interesting to say. And I'm like, how are you, how have you got so senior? Mm -hmm. But this guy, oh, chap yeah. called Colin Fleming, he was an ex-racing driver. So he's already got like a little bit of an edge to him. And he was telling us stories he shouldn't have told us. So he's completely open. And he just gave us so much time. He made us feel welcome. And often when I'm doing these recordings with guests, they like ignore me. I'm just like, yeah. I'm the one who presses the buttons. But every now and then... That's how I am with guests, you. <laughs> just a button presser. I'm just here to facilitate your podcast. I understand. Oh, yeah. You, you um, get that height. Yeah. <laughs> but he like genuinely got to know me and john my client and we got to go up to the top floor which is usually for salesforce clients and it's a and bit, staff. Like fancy floor i bet like with a nice view yeah it? well it's yeah. the it's the tallest floor in san francisco so you could see all over it and it was a beautiful day so i i, I did that trip i also did a trip to lisbon with my indie friends it was a three-day trip um and i just switched off and just enjoyed myself and it was only three days but that three days just kind of reset me and i've been needing a trip away for so long and you didn't and this have trip money problems me. during this trip right because yeah, like exactly. last year you exactly. had this kind of like you went skiing or something and mm. you couldn't buy shit and so you were very frustrated and this time it seems like it wasn't like that 100 percent, dago like spot on that is exactly what's happened and how i feel um so yeah i'm feeling good and what have i done with this 
newfound energy so i'm on a mission to get indie bites back on track now i've really struggled to get regular episodes out in fact last time we spoke i I was on like a good run and then i had a little break because i had the few weeks where i was going on trips and it was hard to keep to the Mm -hmm. schedule but i then recorded an episode with my sponsors which are email octopus and it was really good having a chat with them and i said look i know i've let you down on this sponsorship deal i haven't Mm. i haven't like yeah. got the episodes out and the time that i've said i understand if you don't want to continue and they, they were like look we, we we don't just want to stop like we don't think that's fair but how can we help you and i was like they're not annoyed with me they're like trying to see how they can help and yeah, they're not instantly yeah. like we're not gonna so that yeah, approach awesome. made me made me feel really good and i thought okay well i i want to do it for these guys because they said if you get your next I think we've got six episodes left in the episodes that they paid for. If you can get them out every week, then we'll have the chat about continuing for another six months. If you don't, then we'll we'll leave it there. And I thought that was a very fair uh, fair thing for them to say. So I'm on a mission to get ahead of myself. I've booked on a ton of recordings and I'm enjoying doing Indie Bites again. That's awesome, dude. Like, you just got to keep wearing that overshirt. That's like... <laughs> I'll tell you another thing I did. I joined a co-working space in Canterbury, where, oh, like I, where I live. Yeah. You, you do the same? What, in yeah, I told you that like three months ago. Like I've oh, been going every fucking day and I love it. Is it good? You like it? It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's like a bunch of half of the people are like entrepreneurs, mm. indies, freelancers and such a good vibe, such a good vibe. Like every, like every lunch we like, there's like 10 people having lunch together and like telling stories like the best fucking shit. Well, I, I think it flicked a switch in me actually joining that co-working yeah. space so it was last tuesday i joined and then wednesday i went and it was pissing it down with rain and i usually when it's raining i'm not leaving the house but i was like no i'm gonna go because i want to have like a commute and separate home mm-hmm. from work exactly yeah. and so i put on my nice shirt and i got an umbrella out and i walked down to the office and did a day of work and it was like my most focused day i've had in a long time and then i yeah. went to lisbon for the weekend um, and I haven't been back since, actually, since that Wednesday, because I've been just crushing through my work. But I'm going to stay doing it. I've bought a three-day-a-week pass. Yeah, that's And just nice. having that separation from home. And I don't know if I'm going to do it long term, but it certainly helped me separate home, where I've got so much distraction, to in the office where that is solely for doing my work. Definitely. Yeah, I did it because I was having a hard time motivating myself on my job. Because, like... When you have your own business, it's easy to be motivated because if you're not motivated, you die. But if you have a job, it's pretty, and my job is pretty comfortable. Like it's easy to like, oh, you know, it's not be complacent. Yeah. One thing I'll add from my week, and it's a cautionary note, is that although I have money at the moment and I'm feeling good because of that, I will run out soon, like within the next couple of weeks, and so I need to do something now while I'm feeling good to try and make some money yeah. for the next few weeks yeah, yeah, yeah. and my so, so i'm not 100 percent sure but the most obvious solution for me to earn some income is through the wallet business because we've got black oh. friday oh yeah shit, and yeah. holidays coming up and i feel if i put enough effort into that and i've started writing out a plan on what i need to do to get those sales then that is income because my other options sell sponsorships for the podcast can't already have it we'll have a chat in january number two is get new client work and i'm not accepting new client work 
because I don't have time for it. And yeah. the only client work I will take on is if it's a big video client like the one I've got at the moment, in which case I will make time for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's all from me. I wanted to fly through my updates because I've had loads of stuff. And the reason I've gone first is Dago, tell me what you want to tell me, what's been happening, what's new with you. Yeah, and, it, and I feel very weird because I'm so happy, but the news is so bad is that I'm leaving Lucy. I'm divorcing. Yeah, so where can I start? Like, it's been basically three months since it's been brewing. You know, it's basically the continuation of my work on myself following the burnout, you know, where I basically took a hard look at everything. And I went from having zero social life, I mean, except on Twitter, to going out on the co-working space all the time. I went from like mm. dreading having a job to loving having a job. You know, I basically because I, I was working on like, why was I so intense with being a freelance or being an entrepreneur? Or like, why do I always have to be productive? Like, and so eventually my life is getting better and better. And it led me to, you know, there's still something that, that I feel bad about. Like, it's not like making me happy. And so... Basically, what, what, what I realized is that a couple of years back, there was something with Lucy that happened that is actually one of the reasons I burned out, and I didn't know that. So basically, me and Lucy, we, were, we got married five years ago, and we tried having a kid for a while. So that was like one year after starting Logology. So we started Logology at the same time that we started you know, trying to have a kid, which was probably not a good move, but whatever, that's what we did. Mm. And so, so we tried for a while, didn't happen, and then... We had a talk and I realized she didn't want to have one. Like, she didn't. And like, it's not so much that she didn't want to have one, but for me, it was like, it was very shocking. And I remember at the time, I felt like, I felt like repulsed by her. Like, I'm just, you know, saying it like it is. I'm not, you know, I love her. She's amazing. But at the time, that's what I felt. Okay. And so it was like a very big disappointment because we had been talking about it for like, years you know we had been together like eight or nine years at this point and so at this time i felt so bad because of it and i was so in shock that she basically said oh no you know i i'm i don't want to do that i don't i want to focus on like this and that and to me that was such a letdown that i remember how i felt and i basically couldn't accept it or handle it and so what i did is i like brushed it off and i put it you know, under the rug. That was like f four years ago. And so that's when I started actually overworking way more. And when I, st and I'm not blaming her or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, what happened, you know? And so, cause you know, I totally respect her for like not wanting that. There's no problem. It's just that for me, the way I lived it, it was like such a betrayal, basically. That's how I felt, you know? And so I couldn't handle it emotionally. And I was also stressed with logology, of course, and she was too. And so I put everything under the rug. And that's when I started, you know, going kind of like crazy in a way that's not healthy. When I started, you know, overworking, I also started, uh, you know, being more kind of like controlling over at times. You know, it was all like unconscious, you know, stuff that I was doing. So basically what happened, I think, is that I tried to find a way out of like this feeling by, you know, thinking, okay, if we succeed with this startup, it's going to kind of like salvage it or something. Like it became kind of like our baby in a way that's un unhealthy, you know, it yeah. kind of like became that to me, became way too intense as kind of like a compensation for that. And I think 
that's what led me down a path to eventually, you know, burnout. And so now that I'm on the other side and I'm like working on myself, kind of like, you know, processing everything and I realize, okay, shit, this is what happened. And this is why I burnt out, you know, so bad. Holy shit, dude. First of all, thanks for sharing and being so open. I think I don't know many other people that would be so open in sharing what you are sharing. So thank you for that. Why are you sharing it now? So the thing is, I've been processing this the last three months because I, I had this realization three months ago. And so I was like, okay, what do I want to do then? Like, do I want to like, because like once you understand that, you have many ways. Like we could have stayed together. We could have, you know, done a bunch of things. She wanted to stay together. You know, there was no... And also, I still love her. She still loves me. Like, we have all these things. Like, it's not like... We still have respect, honesty for each other. You know, all of these things. But it's just, eventually, I realized... Uh, I think I had been sacrificing a lot of, like, stuff I wanted to do, you know, by myself the life I, I really wanted to live because I was like, you know, kind of like planning a life together with like some expectations. And unconsciously, I had this expectation also of like having a baby or something. I mean, once I processed that, okay, this is not going to happen and I accept it, I was like, well, I have no need for like being in a relationship at all. Like I have no need to be with Lucy or any anyone. Like I... I kind of like feel like also because of like what I've been through these past few years, you know, and how much I've grown. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I kind of like was living this life where I had this idea of like what my relationship should be, like my life, I should be in a relationship and all that and have kids and shit. And now I feel like, oh, wow, I don't have a need for any of that. And and once I realized I didn't have a need, I started asking myself, do I have a desire for it? You know, it's not so much that I want kids. It's that because I don't actually think I want kids like for now. But it's just that I was basically living kind of like a life that wasn't necessarily 100% my own, but that was like like a fantasy of the life I wanted to live, you know, get married, have kids and all that. And so, yeah, by doing all this work on myself, I realized, oh, okay, I don't actually necessarily want that life. And that's also why I think I was disappointed in her at the time is because I was kind of like playing the game of like this life of like, I'm getting, you know, I'm going to ask you to marry me. You know, we're going to have kids. I was kind of like, you know, trying to live this life. And so I was disappointed because she wasn't playing the game with me. That's basically why I was disappointed. Like she wasn't playing the game with me. And now I realized once I, you know, looked at everything. Oh, it was, it's not even the game I really wanted to play. I was just playing that game of having a wife, having kids, because I thought that's what I wanted. But now I'm like, I want to be single. Like I want to be alone. I want to be like building my own life all the time. I don't want to have to compromise. I don't want to do that. And so it started really brewing and emerging in me these last few months. And so, and so, yeah. And so now it's uh, kind of like paradoxical because I love her. I think she's sexy. I think she's clever. She's honest. She's brilliant. And at the same time, like, I don't give a shit, man. I don't want to be like with someone. I don't want to have to compromise or anything like that. And I, and I try to try to sort it out. And like, is it because I feel hurt or something? And no, like I really, honestly, I really like, I feel love her for her. It's not about that. It's about, you know, I met her when I was 21 and I'm like, mm. dude, I'm 34. I want to live some shit. I want to be alone. I want to like, I feel stronger now than when I was 21. I want to be living shit on my own, like 
without any kind of like compromise or shit or like and it's not just her it's like any like i don't want to be in a relationship for a while like it's just like i just want to enjoy you know life on yeah. my own and like build my own shit i get that on compromise and not wanting to compromise now I, i've not been in any serious relationships but i was under the impression that compromise is part of it to make it work oh yeah it is but like i as I said, like, I have no interest in making it work anymore. Like, you know, we've been together 12 years. I, f I feel like we've always grown together. Like, for 12 years, we've kept growing together. Like, it's been such a gift to have her in my life. And now it's just obvious to me that I, w I, I want to keep going. You know, obviously, I want to keep going. And I'm like, I can't, like, no way, like, it's going to be with her. Like, I can't grow with her yeah. more. Like, it's like, I feel, I really feel like it's the end of the role like of actually being in a relationship like we're going to stay friends we're going to still see each other you know but like basically i think the reality is i should have left like four years ago with this baby thing because this was like when i realized okay that's not what i expected but like i didn't took any time to process it and i just put it under the rug and you know and then i eventually burned out because of like all the accumulated tension and you know pain do you have regrets about that because I, I try and go through life not having regrets about things, but realizing I was in a different position then and didn't have the information to make the decision that I do have now upon reflection. No, I don't have regrets. I feel like, oh shit, I could have saved a couple of years. But at the same time, this burnout, everything I learned about myself through this burnout, without all the pressure I was putting under myself that led to this burnout, I would have done what I did with Twitter. I would have done, you know, all these experiences I made that are now a part of me and that I'm so happy I did, you know, like having built an audience to like 80K followers, uh, having made so many connections, you know, doing the course and shit. No regrets, no regrets. And like, I feel, I feel, I just feel like such a different person now, you know, I feel like this past five years, it's put me like kind of like in a, in a, in a washing machine and like, and, and I've been like, but like in a positive way, like in a way that like it was very intense, yeah. like compared to like the 10 years before that, I lived like way more. And so, and so, yeah. And so I feel like, you know, once I accepted, okay, this is over, man, like, I feel like this is my real life. Like, I feel like this is the life I wanted like a couple years ago, but, and so I don't know, like, it just feels so fucking over. Like, it's just obvious. So, yeah. I think we all have these like, inflection points in our life where we go one direction or the other one of that can be leaving your job and yeah. starting a startup one can be having a baby meeting someone whatever it might be you're just in a different season of your life now and i think it's good that you're going out and doing stuff by the way because when we were speaking like six eight months a year ago and you were saying i'm a hermit i don't go out i was like well, you don't go out at all you're like no like you don't yeah, enjoy it like no yeah. when i i feel like we need that we had two years three years of being stuck indoors and i got really fucking lonely yeah, and all yeah. i wanted was to be with people didn't matter it, like just human interactions i know i needed even though i felt i'd gone more introverted in that time i needed people and now when i go out i don't miss an opportunity to spend time with people to spend time with family and it's, yeah. I think it's good that you're doing that. You know, like, I was speaking to a friend yesterday and he, and he told me, like, relationships hold because you kind of, like, have a, a match for your nevrosis. Like, it's like you have uh, mutually compatible shit, basically. <laughs> and so 
when you clean some of the shit, then it challenges everything <laughs> because like you don't need the same person the same. You don't have the same desire. And so, yeah, I mean, I love Lucy. Like I deeply love her. Like I, I really do. Like I can't not love her. Like I, I really do. But like feels like a different phase. And I feel like maybe if we had, if we had a kid like four years ago, maybe it would have been completely different because I would have grown a different way. She would have grown a different way and maybe we would have stayed together like 20 more years. You know, I don't know. Like there's no way to know. But I feel like this path that I took, which is like burnout with logology and now, you know, get clear of that. Well, it's kind of like making us separate now. And it's okay. Because again, it's not like it does. I mean, I'm saying that because we've been processing it for three months. You know, we've cried a shit ton of time. You know, we've like we've been yeah. through a lot like of emotional processing over the past three months, obviously. I'm just kind of like on the other side now. So, I mean, partially. So. I feel better to talk about it. But yeah, I don't know, like, I feel so at peace. Because yeah, again, I'm not leaving someone because I have somebody uh, something to fault her with or like, I, I don't love her or something. It's just like, yeah, I love you. But like, I, I mean, I got to do this. Cool, man. It. Well, it sounds like you put a lot of thought into it and it's going to be ultimately a good decision for you. I'm interested to catch up next time on sort of how you're feeling and what changes you've made in the rest of your life to... Um, like as a result of this decision um, and yeah so hopefully we'll come back in a few weeks and, and get another update thank you for listening to this episode of this Indie Live hope you enjoyed the chat between myself and Dago if you have any questions or feedback feel free to send us a message on Twitter our handle is at Indie Life Pod I'll pop a link in the show notes for you and if you want to watch us instead of listen see my lovely new shirt a reminder that the pod is on YouTube that's all from me stay Indie James out